Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast from U.S. Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Your Personnel File podcast. I'm your host, Jendi Han, and today we'll be talking about the HRC Innovation Cell. We want to thank you for tuning in for another detail-packed episode on how U.S. Army Human Resources Command is modernizing our systems and keeping pace with the Army. As always, we hope you'll find this podcast informative, enlightening, and even just plain entertaining, and that maybe you'll share it with friends or mention it to someone else in your circle. Today I'm talking with Colonel Kristen Saling, director of the HRC Innovation Cell, who's just returned from the 2023 Association of the United States Army Annual Meeting and Exposition that took place in Washington, D.C. this month. Thanks for joining me, ma'am. Oh, thanks for having me here. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. You know, why don't you just first share with us what the Innovation Cell is? That's always a question we get, just because every other word these days seems like it's innovation. But here at HRC, the Innovation Cell is a combination of futures and design lab cell made up mostly of military and civilian uh, technologists and HR SMEs. Our job is to step a little bit outside of the daily grind that we might otherwise get pulled into, think about future concepts, look at how we're going to implement changes in HRC under the HRC 2030 vision and other things in order to get us to that modernized engine for talent management that the people strategy says that we need, that the Army strategy says that we need. We're here to help paint a roadmap to getting to those visions. Oh, that sounds like a really exciting work. I, <laughs> I have to admit, I can only imagine the, the, the vast ways that you kind of get out there and uh, tackle all kinds of different things. So I understand you had the opportunity to attend AUSA this month. Can you tell us a little bit about what AUSA is all about? So the AUSA Expo that just took place is their largest venue. Their AUSA has, I think, over like 120 different chapters that hold different events all throughout um, both, both CONUS and OCONUS locations. But this is the largest one. It's a chance for senior leaders to get new vision statements, new ideas, new concepts out for the Army to absorb, to chew on, to figure out how to implement, and a chance for all of our industry partners to get out there and show us kind of what's the latest and greatest in their tech which is, you know, for the Innovation Cell, it's right up our alley because one, um, one of our primary charters is to get out there and interface with academia and industry and figure out what the best practices for talent management and for human resources management are. So it was an opportunity for us to do a little bit of that. Sounds like a really great opportunity for, for so many people to come together and share that. So wonderful. Well, during AUSA, Secretary of the Army Christine Wormuth spoke about the Army's need to innovate and transform its modernization effort. How is the innovation cell working toward that effort? So we use um, a very similar business process than you're gonna see, that you're going to see the Defense Innovation Unit, uh, Defense Innovation Board, other innovation organizations throughout DOD championing. What we do is instead of looking at a long-term strategic modernization plan, we're a lot more iterative. And as we're doing that, it makes our development of different pilots and prototypes, our exploration of requirements for our different client organizations, a lot more flexible. So that's, I think, largely what the secretary was getting after. How do we pull together lots of ideas? How do we facilitate ideas from the pain points in the force, from our service members who are out, uh, warfighters on the line, and for us at HR, you know, what are our S1s struggling with? What are our first-line people supervisors struggling with? And how can we pull those 
problems and ideas up to a way where we can join those with overall, um, overall Department of the Army resources. So a lot of these innovation uh, efforts are bridging efforts between pain points and, and the concept of soldier-centered design that has been thrown out there. This is actual practice um, and the resources they need to make that happen. You know, that leads me right to my next question. So what systems and modernization efforts are the Innovation Cell currently working on? So <laughs> right now, the portfolio is pretty full. <laughs> um, the, the CG and the TAG and our other director leaders keep us very busy. Um, we we kind of consider ourselves facilitators of innovation. Um, most of what we do is join people who have problems and ideas with solutions. But there are things that we build internally. Um, we have, I would say, five major projects right now that we're working on. The first one is uh, board automation. I think you've seen a little bit of what we did with AutoCSL and automating the invitations to the command assessment program. There's a larger effort that that's part of as we look at all of our board processes and how we can use automation to better scan through files and give the board members more data to actually look at. So that's one. Um, career mapping and succession planning is another one. We, um, we, we demonstrated the career mapping tool that we have in development at the uh, Army People Sync Conference recently. But what that is is an interactive version of 600-3 that allows people to plot their careers using uh, knowledge, skills, and behaviors underneath the Army People strategy. So instead of just looking at branch and grade, what kind of things in my branches, um, in my branches documents do I need to achieve, this tells me, oh, okay, here are the things that I need to do or, or that I can need to do to improve my KSBs in order to reach my goal objectives. Here's some interventions that um, I, want to, I want to take in order to improve my weaknesses. We have this built out right now for logistics branch on the military side. It's built out on the civilian side also for procurement specialists, but they're expanding also to a number of different artisans at Army and Materiel Command and other agencies. Um, so that's career mapping. For uh, retention prediction, we're putting together a predictive retention toolkit. The centerpiece of that is a retention prediction model that um, is a large machine learning model that takes our personnel data and creates a prediction likelihood for how someone might attrit over time. And we do this at the individual level. So we can use it to rapidly build um, prediction curves based on different segments of the population. It's a lot easier to parse out and look at different population data using that particular type of modeling. And it also lets us test various incentives. So we can see the people who are most likely to attrit and look and see if they take incentives in a statistically significant manner. So we can say definitively to the Army, here are the things that work, which kind of seems like a novel concept. But uh, <laughs> so I think the other two pieces are a little closer to home, and I can wrap them up together, even though they're two separate elements. One of them is General Drew's priority, the customer experience model. You know, customer experience above all else is what he's asked us to focus on. So we are working a number of different projects to look at the different customer journeys that our various customers take through the headquarters, how they get served, and the other piece of that, speaking of service, is the Army Service Center modernization. We are consulting on that project to see how we can use technology to better bring the concerns of our customers, our soldiers, veterans, and families to the people who are, who are needed to solve their problems. What a vast you know, amount of, uh, of different kinds of things that you're working on. It sounds like everything is kind of that, that goal of having a win-win for the Army and the individual soldier. So what, what wonderful, exciting times for, uh, for our innovation cell. 
You know, that really ties into, I mm -hmm. would say, too, some of the things you touched on, quality of life. Uh, you know, having a good career path, that absolutely ties right into that. And quality of life for soldiers and families is a top priority for Army senior leaders right now. How do Innovation Cells efforts meet that priority? So there, there was an excellent interview with General George and Sergeant Major Weimer recently where General George talked about his priorities to getting soldiers focused on the warfighter mission and lethality. And then Sergeant Major brought up um, that that's only really possible when the rest of the soldier's life is taken care of so they can focus. Is the family safe and secure? Are they financially secure? Do they have good housing? Do they have the necessary elements of quality of life, which often goes into quality of work? Um, spousal employment is another big thing that we are looking at. So I think all of those things coming together help us build the largest talent bench possible for the Army to draw from. Now, as, as we're going, again, kind of reaching back to those future scenarios that we were talking about, the future of warfare is very ambiguous. I mean, no longer are we looking at a single type of ground combat. We're looking at multi-domain operations. We're looking at the digital frontier. So it's not just one tip of the spear. There's multiple spears in play. As we are looking at this broad, ever-broadening set of requirements for the Army, the idea of having that broad talent bench to be able to pull from and meet those needs is huge. So the more we can do for quality of life for soldiers and families, the more accessible we make service to a lot of people who might not other, otherwise be able to serve due to family considerations. So we continue to broaden that bench. Absolutely. You know, it, we, we've talked about some of those, these really important issues that, that did come up at AUSA. You got to hear those firsthand. Um, other than what we've discussed, what topic of discussion really stood out to you most at AUSA? So there are a couple. Um, I think one of them was the initial discussion we had with Army senior leaders on what was happening with recruiting command. So looking at their vision and why they are thinking about broadening the aspect of recruiting command to include an experimental element, obviously from the innovation cell, that's of great interest to us. It, it showed a dedication in the Army that I haven't seen previously to be able to experiment, to try and risk and invest and see what works, see what doesn't, and be able to iterate off that in an agile manner. So that piece, just that culture change where we're going to different versions and different portfolios of solutions rather than a single course of action and a single end state shows an agility of thinking that I really love to see. The other piece was a, was a, a conversation we had um, after Major Stewart, who's one of our teammates at uh, the Silicon Valley Detachment of 75th Innovation Command, asked about the soldier digital experience. Where does that come up? Now, from our from standpoint in HRC, that's huge. So the digital experience is how easy is it for you to interact with our digital technology? We've got IPSA out there, it's mobile. You can request leave off your mobile phone. To me, that is a stellar thing, even though some of our fellow services have had that for a while. We can now say, hey, look, we've, we've got this capability. But we have to look at the rest of it. I mean, when you go on our websites, that's one of the things that we're working with um, HRC, uh, both with the PAO's office and the service center. How do we make things more easily findable? We have a lot of things organized under different parts of the organization that are easy for us to find, but not necessarily easy for our customers to find. So the conversations that we've been having where senior leaders are focusing more in on that and, more in making services and information accessible to our families shows a dedication to the soldier and the family walking back into the organization that I think we haven't seen before either. 
So I was also very excited about that. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I being in the public affairs office, we see that firsthand every day, mm -hmm. and we're also working toward that same goal of making things just more accessible, having that transparency really out front for, for our customers. So I love hearing you say that. I love seeing you guys get out there and punch on social media, too. <laughs> I mean, you're really taking advantage of the platforms in a way I haven't seen before. Well, that again, that is definitely our goal. Uh, we're, we're not to the level we want to be, but we know we just have to keep on moving toward that, uh, putting as much information out there for our customers and really getting that two-way conversation going Absolutely. with them. Taking that feedback, trying to keep improving, that's definitely a top priority for us. You know, after the meeting, I, I know you also met with leadership team from Amazon Web Services. Can you tell us a little bit about that partnership? So that was a conversation that initially started probably about six months ago. We started talking about different, um, again, looking at customer experience, who is doing what, and who's one of the other largest customer providers out there besides us. Amazon has 1.5 million employees that they have to manage, so it makes them commensurate size to the total Army force. And they have, you know, I mean, there's probably not too many of us walking around who haven't ordered something. So we started talking about what that experience looks like, what that journey looks like, and that morphed into a lot of conversations about finding the right kind of technical talent to serve those particular requirements, to collect data, to analyze the data from those requirements. And it grew and grew. So it ended up being an exchange right after AUSA with senior leadership from HRC, from DMPM, and from the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Manpower and Reserve Affairs, talking with the senior leadership of Amazon. So we had the director of what they call PTX, um, or PXT, rather, uh, People, Experience, and Technology, working with us and putting some of that together. Their vice president in charge of recruiting. They had a number of different experts who came in and kind of gave us their take on how they built their capabilities. That, uh, to me, was huge, just seeing that we're thinking along a lot of the same lines. We might not necessarily be in the same point of maturity, but the concepts aligned very nicely. That's so, talk about innovation. I mean, right <laughs> there, you know, really working with successful corporations having those great brainstorming session, sessions mm -hmm. with them and, and seeing what's working and how we can incorporate some of that. So such a great thing that uh, to, to kind of develop that. What would you say was your biggest takeaway from the AWS meeting? So I have so many notes on the AWS meeting that I took away, <laughs> but um, to kind of distill it down to a couple of the most salient points. One was the idea that, um, that Amazon considers themselves a net talent exporter. So that's something we as the Army, we also are a net talent exporter. We can't keep our people forever, as much as sometimes I think we'd like to, because <laughs> they're doing fantastic things and they're developing. But we have to look at that also as one of the, the services that the Army delivers. We bring people in, we develop them. I mean, one of the things I think we can say as our value proposition is we are one of the greatest training agencies on the planet. If it exists, we can probably figure out how to train that skill to people. So as we're doing that, we're also taking that talent. That talent is helping us complete our missions, but then that talent is going out into society and doing great things for America. So we really have to, we have, really have to take that into account as one of our value propositions and consider it as we are growing and developing, retaining, and then successfully transitioning our talent. I think that's so great. For our, our our force to hear that, you know that the the army sees you as an investment, and mm -hmm. we're here 
to offer you opportunities that you can then take elsewhere. You know, you can use it here, build your career here, and then if you so choose, go on mm -hmm. to the next thing. And I think that's just what, an, what a wonderful thing. Um, before we finish up, what would you say is the main thing that you want listeners to, to know about the HRC Innovation Cell and this important work that you're doing? Well, I think, honestly, this might sound corny, but we're like uh, the chef in Ratatouille. Anybody can innovate. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that we want to bring to the table is like we don't own the ideas. We don't own innovation. We, have, we do not want to set ourselves up as, hey, we're just the idea people who are going to come in and tell you how to run things in your space. We are facilitators of innovation. So I think as more commands look, about have, look at having an innovation capability, that's how you want to set it up. You want to have people who can do this work but who can also teach the work, who can facilitate workshops, who can connect you with resources, because that's our primary mission is to look out, see what we need, go find the best practices for other organizations, academia, industry, other places in the federal government, wherever, and bring those solutions to our folks in HRC who have the ideas and our AG folks throughout the Army who are executing Army HR and talent management. Wow. All great stuff. I, I just can't thank you enough for being here with us today, Colonel oh, Sailing. Yes, I uh, hope you have you back sometime. I want to hear more about the next steps of innovation. So thank you again. And I just I appreciate your time so much. No, thank you so much. This is fun. Well, folks, my guest today was Colonel Kristen Sailing, an HRC innovator whose work for the command and the Army turns ideas into actions and who always puts soldiers first. To our listeners, I hope you took away some valuable information today and will join us again next time. As always, we invite you to stay in touch with HRC by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm your host, Jen Han, and this is Your Personnel File. See you next time. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by the Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs Office, located at Fort Knox. Our technical support was provided by the HRC Audiovisual Team. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Your Personnel File.